0: Beyond the Wrench with Jay Ganinen from Find a Wrench.
1: Welcome to Beyond the Wrench. I am your host, Jay Ganinen. Our guest today is Tom Dorsey from Auto Vitals. Tom is the director of sales for Auto Vitals and is the host of his own podcast called digital shop talk radio. I'm excited to get Tom on today. I've had some conversations with Tom in the past and, and uh, very passionate about the business and, and helping us get some improvement in shops and, and really just kind of seeing uh, a lot of change in the industry. So how are you doing today, Tom? Fabulous, Jay. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Yes, yes. I appreciate it. I Let's start like we normally do with uh, getting, a, getting to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, uh, how you got to this point and where you're at in the industry, and then uh, maybe we'll dive into what AutoVitals does a little bit there as well. Yeah, sure. Thanks. You know, I've, um,
0: gosh, man, time flies, doesn't it? You know, I've been with AutoVitals now since 2014, kind of came in right in the beginning. Uh, you know, our founder, Uva Kleinschmidt was just getting the digital inspection program started, and um, I've had a lot of roles here, buddy. I, You know, I was started out doing SEO, doing web web presence. Uh, like you said, I was director of sales for about five years. And uh, now my title, I'm a VP of digital shop evangelism. Uh, and yeah, our podcast kind of kicked off a couple of years ago. We started doing a digital shop uh, summit, you know, a conference every year. Uh, you know, we're out in Santa Barbara, California. So, you know, it's a uh, it's, it's, it's not hard to twist people's arms to come out in the wintertime and, and come learn about, you know, the industry and the technology and some solutions that, uh, you know, us and other folks are, are hunting. You know, we've got a lot of vendor partners out there that we uh, integrate and, and collaborate with, you know, and, and really, you know, with the goal, the end goal in mind is just to take this technology and introduce it into an industry that, you know, not to downplay anything, but, you know, we've we've been a little bit behind the times when it comes to, to adopting technology. I got to tell you a funny story. You know, if you Google it right now, you can go on Google and Google auto shop 1930 and you'll be stunned at how uh, almost exactly it looks like your shop today, <laughs> except, you know what, the, <laughs> the techs have a, you know, tighter haircuts and, and they tend to wear all white coveralls, you know, but clipboard and an inspection and and they're out there and the vehicle's on a lift. And, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, a lot of the tools improve, but the technology and the process hasn't. And so that's what we do at AutoVitals. And, and I got started just kind of, you know, we learned along with the shops, one of the biggest probably benefits, uh, you know, that, that have sprung up from what we do is our Facebook forum. It's probably, you know, 2,500 shop owners on there now. They're more engaged than we are. You know, they're answering questions faster than auto vitals is answering them. Uh, and we learn, right? That's where we learn. That's where we test, you know. And so we get a lot of that feedback. And that's, you know, and it's funny because what we are, our, our product that we produce, right? We do digital inspections, uh, tablet-based digital inspection. And, you know, we do workflow management software and best practices through digital shop processes that that really allow you know I think for the first time in the industry is is to connect the the, the technician, uh, the front counter, the owner through KPIs and data that that are unavailable really in you know any paper based shop right. Uh, you get insights and data that you've never had before, and then the motorist right, and and everybody's kind of interconnected in this in this communication and transparency through this digital technology to where we, what we like to say, you know, it's a tagline you probably heard on my show a lot, you know, is that we don't sell, we educate. You know, the, the role at the front counter has changed so dramatically. The, the the dynamic between the technician and the service advisor has changed so dramatically uh, that that, that transparency in the technology, it, it, it builds almost an instant trust and teamwork between the front of the house and the back of the house. Right. And the customer. And so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I've been doing, right. I've been chasing this, this, this dragon for, you know, uh, (laughs) seven going on eight years now. And it's, it's one of those things, Jay, where you think you're going to get there and get caught up. And then there's all, a whole nother problem to solve and a whole new product to, to start to work on and a, and a whole new solution to bring to the market. And uh, man, it's been a wild ride. I I, I
1: wouldn't trade a day of it for, for anything. That's the beautiful thing about what you guys are doing. And before we dive into our topic, we're, we're, we're going to talk about kind of that relationship between a technician and an advisor. I want to ask you about, the Facebook group and the 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 value in community that you see, I think that's one thing that we've we've really focused on as well uh, between Finder Wrench and Wrenchway, is the the community aspect and and what I love about it is it gets people talking and I think for a lot of the issues that we have as an industry. That's half the battle is getting people to talk back and forth and getting techs to understand what, what management sees and what management, uh, getting management to see what techs see, right? And seeing kind of both sides of that. Have you seen something similar with kind of the community aspect of, of just kind of getting everybody in the same room, if you will, uh, to, to talk? Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, it gives a voice to people who feel they
0: probably never had a voice or, you know, aren't in the 20 group. You know, yeah. if I'm just starting out, I can't maybe afford to get into the, some of the coaching organizations and have a 20 group and have that resource of people who have walked in my shoes, right? And so now, you know, we're all out there trying to, trying to carve our own path again, you know, reinvent the wheel. Well, why? Because, you know, so many people have lived those experiences and they can tell you where the pitfalls are and they can, they can give you that hand. Right? And the price of admission is free. You don't, even, you don't have to be a customer of AutoVitals to come into our Facebook forum. You know, it's a private yeah. group, but you know, we ask you, we want to make sure you're, you're you know, in the industry and you run a shop and you're involved at any level. We've got techs and service writers and owners and vendors in there. Um, but, Love you know, that. And, and it's not a commercial for AutoVitals, right? It's a, it's a forum where people can come in and ask a question and get a response from successful operators to help yeah. me be successful. And so it's really shop owners helping other shop owners be more successful. And guess what Auto Vitals gets to do? Well, we get to learn about what's important and where the problems are and what needs solving. And then we get to work yeah. in the background creating solutions through technology uh, for what we learn
1: in our Facebook forum. I love that, though. And I think that the beautiful thing about those types of communities are that you you're surrounding yourself with with people that have been in the industry and have seen a lot of stuff, uh, but aren't so closed minded that they that they won't take a suggestion from somebody else or see that maybe there's a better way of doing something, and then be able to offer their opinions on why maybe something didn't work. But hey, you know what? It didn't work the first time. Maybe we just didn't do it the right way, or we we need to take a, a different look at this and and. For the most part, and I think there's some of the communities where you'll get some, some level of just kind of a, a negative response, but I think when you get in those types of groups in that setting, you're typically surrounding yourself with leaders, and like, whether it's a tech, a manager, an owner, wh- whoever it is, it's pretty progressive people or people that want to get better, and that's the cool part about that. I, I, I commend what you guys are doing because I think it's outstanding, and I, I really, really like that idea.
0: Yeah, no, it's incredible. You know, you give people a voice and then, you know, uh, you, you know, you, you be, you know, be excited about what's going to come out of that. Right. Because um, what I see in there, you know, some of our biggest contributors are technicians or service writers. Yeah. So some of our biggest converts are, are techs, you know, we get them, they come in and they want, oh, this thing this, you know, what a nightmare, <laughs> you know, change is hard. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, now you get this guy shout. you know, he's, he's broadcasting how great everything is and how it's working for him. Cause why <laughs> will, you know, you get, you, you get that different perspective. Like you said, you're not just on some tech forum where everybody's kind of complaining about this and that and labor rates. Yep. Uh, you know, you're not just in some service writer forum or complaining about the techs all day or the owners, you know, I can do it 14 times better than him. Uh, and you're not just in some owners forum with a bunch of, you know, really high level, Operators now all that stuff's great, right? It's great to have that that insight and you know that perspective But what we provide is a place where all those kind of groups come together and learn from each yeah. other and give voice to each other and are taken uh, You know seriously and considered and you know, I tell you it's a very, you know it something's working in there because you know when you look at our Facebook metrics on that on, You know the, the level of engagement is just incredible. I don't even want to say what it yes. is. because You never believe me. You call me a liar but um, <laughs> folks are in there, man, for a reason. And there, you know, there's good stuff happening in there. So, um, you know, and it's all based around solving problems and running your shop better. We're, we're pretty transparent, you know, and we, we practice yeah. what we preach. And so, you know, we get, you know, the good, bad and the ugly. We get, uh, you know, some negative stuff in there. And, you know, it's funny how we don't really... You have to say much kind of the community comes together and you know regulates right <laughs> yeah You know, and then at the same time you get you know the success stories and those are always great to hear because boy it sure does motivate somebody who's on the fence or or maybe they're struggling or saying you know I'm almost ready to put this thing up I've tried this I've tried that oh my gosh you know Listen to that guy if I could just do that hey well I let me just respond to him oh what do you mean he's willing to spend an hour with me on the phone and walk me through it and log into our yeah. system and set it up like his what you know why didn't I do this six months ago <laughs> and and that's the type of community that uh, that's on there
1: I agree and th- that's such a cool aspect of our industry that I'm starting to see kind of play out as how many people, how many good people we have in this business, right? And how many, how many people truly want to help each other out? And it's not, you know, Hey, I'm going to put you on for an hour and then I'm going to charge you money to do that. Like, it's truly like, Hey, I ran into this before. I'd love to help you out in any way that I can. Uh, you know, how do we go about that? And, and I think we're seeing that too. I mean, we we had created a, uh, a group called Wrenchway insiders and it's really, uh, a big piece of what we're doing is trying to get the voice of technician out right and it's similar to what you said where it's talking about people that that don't typically have a voice in the conversation right and and I've been a, a part of a bunch of meetings where we talk about techs and we go through all this stuff you know everybody has an opinion about the techs, and then there's not actually a tech there uh, to, <laughs> to actually offer a boots on the ground perspective on what's going on so that's been a big kind of passion project of mine and that's where I, I think all of us trying to generate conversation is such a great thing because it it does help get some of those elephant in the room type conversations moving. And like, Hey, we can, we can do this better if we work together and try to try to really kind of generate some change. So I commend you guys for that. And similar, similar thing, uh, just a quick shout out to your podcast. And for those of you that haven't had a chance to check it out, it's digital shop talk radio. uh, And I'll let you kind of expand on what that is in general. But similar to what our what our podcast is, it's really meant to help make businesses better, right, Tom? Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, we come in and we talk about uh, best practices and we talk about challenges. And then we bring in some different perspectives. And, you know, some of our most engaging formats is where I can get, you know, a, a shop operator, successful shop operator doing it this way. And another guy doing it this way. And we'll just talk about, you know. What's working and what makes sense in your operation and how you leverage the technology to, to, to get there, you know, and, and to be able to set, this is the biggest takeaway I think is I can go away now and I can say, you know what, that big hairy goal that, you know, that revenue number that I think that I want to hit, it's not so crazy anymore. Right. My, my wife's got to shut up. She can't call me crazy anymore because these guys are doing it. And here's a way that I can see a path to, if I can get there, you know, it's it's not going to come overnight, and you're going to have to put in some work, just like anything else. And you're probably going to have to learn some new tricks. But you know what? People are doing it, and the levels of productivity and efficiency and revenue and you know average weekly revenue by service advisor and, and build hours sold by some of the, the, the metrics and some of the numbers, some of our digital shops are hitting, and you know it, it just blow you away. Uh, you, you yeah. Know, it, and it's just there for you. You just have to uh, you just have to take the leap. You got to commit.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where having you on the podcast today is so fun for me because you you have different perspectives. You also get to talk to a lot of smart people, uh, a lot of people that have different kinds of backgrounds, different insights, and uh, especially when it comes to shop management, right? So one of the things that, you know, as you and I were talking that I think – you, you as a company have done a really good job or Ido, auto vitals has done a really good job at trying to clean up some of the communication, trying to do, you know, some of the things that have been like those guys in the thirties where we just haven't, you know, haven't really progressed. One of those really, really interesting relationships is the relationship between a technician and a service writer uh, or service advisor, whatever you want to call it. How, how do you see I mean, let's start off with maybe some of the issues that a, just a regular shop might see between an advisor and a tech. Uh, where do you see maybe some lapses in communication? Where do you see uh, some room for improvement?
0: Well, oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, there's so many, right? You know, in a, in yeah. a paper-based shop, um, you know, you kind of really get two types of, of business, right? You're, you're either the, the techs are back there in their caves and they're never allowed to come out. And and there's just this, there's nothing to see here. You know, the Great Oz sits back there. And in the service writer and that's the main point of contact. And they're going to be the conduit for everything. And and then you get the other type where, you know, the technician is constantly getting up front either because of lack of communication. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing next, and I need more information. So I'm standing here waiting for you to get off the phone. Uh, and I'm up there. <laughs> or, gosh, my service writer can't answer anything so let me get up there and tell them what a drain plug is again you know and both of those are inherently kind of unsuccessful i would think especially if you think about jay how customer expectations have changed right the internet has yeah. changed the game there's just no denying it now 25 30 years on um, it's not going away just ask Borders, you know, just ask Barnes and Noble. <laughs> They'll tell you all about it. And, you know, for a long time, right, for a long time, we thought, oh, the service industry insulated. <laughs> you know, Yelp, here comes Yelp, <laughs> right? Not anymore. And, um, you know, the days of having a radio spot and a billboard and, you know, working on Fords all day, you know, that's out the window, right? I'll just wait for it to break down again. They'll be back. Where else are they going to go? And so... So, because of that, right? There's well, there's a lot of challenges, but guess what? There's a whole bunch of opportunity, and you know, it's just like you know, if you think about you know building a pyramid, you know, you can get so much done in a day with a gang of guys and a rope. You know, you can only drag a ro- so many rocks so far, and then there's you know some some advancements in technology, you know, but then wood and steel can only get you so far, right? Well, we're at a point now with the, with software and, and the inner tubes, right? The interwebs that we can do so much more. I can take that gang of guys in a rope and I can multiply them by a thousand, by 10,000. And so that's what, that's what we build. That's what we learn in that Facebook forum. We figure out our job, our mission, right? What do we get out of bed for is to figure out how I can make that technician not only have a direct voice to the, to the motorist through the service writer and really, you know, the service writer. So in my show, you, you probably hear me. I like to say it as the, 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 the technician is the author of the novel, right? The service Mm -hmm. advisor is the publisher of the novel. Okay. I like that. They, They take the technician's findings and his pictures and his raw video and his raw notes. And all they have to do is add some, little arrows and some circles and some annotations and maybe clean it up a little bit. And, and we've actually developed the product where you don't even have to do those edits. We can, those messages now based off of the recommendation from the tech, you know, not to do get too deep into the product, but, but that's yeah. how we, that's how we drive. Not only that transparency and that communication and making a more effective team between a technician and a service writer to, through to the motorist, but, we, we, we actually leverage the technology to give us time back, to give us uh, a higher efficiency and productivity, both. You can grow both in a digital shop, not sacrifice one for the other. Um, and that's the key. And so if you commit to that and you set it up, and yeah, it takes some time on the front end, you know, you got to build your notes and you got to build your canned messages and your canned images and some things like that, build your inspection sheet. Uh, but boy, once you got it set up, you know, now you're just churning out novels all day, right? It's just click a button, yeah. snap, 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 click a button, drag a couple arrows, hit text. And now you've got this published novel in five, 10 minutes out to the motorist, right? Uh, where where they, they're they going through. And, and so, you know what our top line metric is, I'll tell you, is motorist research time, right? That is the that, that is the one KPI that we really boil all the stuff we do up into, right? Because I know that if a customer sits in there for longer than 240 seconds, they're gonna have a 50 to 60% increase in approval rate over anything below that, right? Mm. And, so, and so we wanna drive folks through taking lots of pictures and good content, making the right number of recommendations per inspection, Service advisor, you know, annotating pictures on the picture, not just some notes over here at the bottom left corner that I'm supposed to find, and they're all in tech speak, and I don't understand what any of that stuff is. Does it have an educational video, right? Because we're a video-driven, you know, 90-second, this is why you should get it done, this is what's going to happen if you don't. Third-party reinforcement, right, of the need, boop. You know, it's just like how we're buying on Amazon. You know, I read the right. reviews and everybody loves it and add to cart. Well, that's the process, right? And so that's that kind of the publication from the technician writing the raw uh, novel to drafting and publishing, uh, and then and then out to the consumer who buys lots of copies and makes it a bestseller. And that's how we're driving that top line revenue. I mean, I got guys. I mean, we've got guys 100 percent increase in ARO. I've got Meineke shops, uh, you know, franchise shops that started at a ninety dollar ARO and are running four fifty now. Wow, three, hours, three build hours per per
1: per uh, appointment per inspection. That's insane for especially for like a for Meineke type shop that is probably more focused typically on. Maintenance type items, or you know, and I don't want to put all of them in the same boat, but they've they've expanded a little bit, I think. But that's interesting. That's interesting. So how how hard is it to get buy-in from a tech for, for something like that? Because if you're trying to get, you know, we're trying to fix that relationship between a a tech and a service advisor, and you go to them and say, hey, we're going to do this, and and they're going to say. I don't want to type that stuff in. I don't. What am I? I don't want anything to do with that. How, how, uh, how, do, how do you deal with that in the, the buy-in piece? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Jay. Right,
0: and that's the first. That's usually the first thing that is is kind of the objection that a shop owner who's looking at maybe adopting the digital technology kind of thinks of It's his "Go to is oh, my text won't like it. They will not do it. Gosh, I'm so dependent on my text. I, I don't want to upset them." Right. Well, that's right run a business. Number one, there's a rough way of living, you know, and the inmates running the asylum, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but um, but secondly, is that's the tech, the techs, especially nowadays, I mean, you know, most of your techs are gamers and they got cell phones in their pockets and using a tablet to push some buttons take some pictures pretty, pretty straightforward with the techs experience is that finally the service advisor can't hide from my recommendations (laughs) because they come over there and transparent. And so guess what happens? The techs after about 20 inspections, they're knocking them out. I was at a my, you know, not to, not to make this a mining commercial, but I was at (laughs) mining two years ago in Vegas and I had a guy come up, I was giving a breakout and I had a guy stand up and just starts reading me the right act, you know, and he's just so negative and he's, and he's trying to, you know, shoot down all my points. I'm about to answer the guy, you know, and another shop owner gets up and just basically calls him, you know, uh, a loon <laughs> and says, I timed it. my guys." He goes, if your guys aren't run, are, are running, uh, you know, then, you know, that fast of inspection, they were, they, they were pencil whipping it. They weren't knocking the, uh, the wheels off, you know, yep. So you weren't, you're, you're, you know, you're comparing apples to oranges here. You weren't really running inspections. So don't say I'm not anything. doing
1: a proper inspection.
0: Yeah. I timed mine 14 minutes. Right. And, uh, and so, and and that really is what ends up happening is the technicians now finally see that they've got that benefit and that it's paying off. They're catching the work. We're getting higher job approval. and catching more work. And if I'm in a flat rate operation, I start cranking them out. I, I get it now, you know, and there's a, there's a there's a bar you know I can't make 50 recommendations an in inspection and then you know be running 2500 five hundred dollar tickets you know right but 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 I do know that if I'm making ten recommendations per inspection I'm taking twelve to fifteen images per inspection uh, I'm putting in detailed notes you know through voice to text or however through the hand messages. Um, the service advisor now gets to just turn that stuff around. And what happens is for for them to cherry pick anything, they actually have to delete stuff and not send the inspection results. Well, yeah, it takes 13 seconds to figure out that that happened. And then I can just go and nip that in the bud make sure my process is followed. And they hit send on every inspection. The customer gets that full transparency and it flows right back to the tech. So, you know, long story short, the tech's 20 inspections, they got the muscle memory down and they're cranking them out. And depending on what, how you're enforcing the operation at the front counter is going to then uh, tell you how engaged moving forward and how uh, much they adopt that best practice moving forward um, because it all, you know, uh, stems from the next step for from the tech. The service riders, on the other hand, right, and that again, it depends on the type of of, you know, the situation you're in. You got the 30 year vet. He, he knows it all. And, you know, eh, he's not, I don't need this thing. You know, I'm right. So that, that's, that's a challenge. And then they of course yeah. see it as additional work. Well, it can be because here, you know, here's a funny thing, Jay, is that in a, in a full digital shop, uh, you know, normal, normal process, right. Uh, come in, in the morning, I, you write my, my customer concern. You tell me, sign the off form, give me the keys. I'll call you when I know something. I'm busy. I got people standing behind you. you. know, hope the kids are good. Oh, you don't have kids? Well, whatever. <laughs> you know, we'll say, oh, I'll call you when I know something. And maybe I do, you know, and hopefully I wrote it down on a whiteboard or on a piece of paper somewhere and remember, oh, I got to call this guy. Maybe we'll get to it. So, <laughs> so, you know, and, and when you have that kind of, you know, that process in place, um, there there is no real need to follow th- through on a, on a consistent process. And that's how we get that inconsistency in the digital shop. You know, you, you're going to come in and I'm, I'm going to have your previous pictures and videos of recommendations. If you're a new customer, uh, I'm going to have some things that, you know, some expectations to set. We're going to do the digital inspection. I'm going to text it to you. What's your, so I'm capturing that cell phone. You know, we have a 98%, you know, cell phone capture, email capture rate at drop. Um, in a digital shop, I know that I'm going to get these notifications. Uh, I know what's going to happen in the process. Guess what? I'm available because he told me in two hours I'm going to get a text with my inspection, and I need to a- answer some stuff. So now I'm not, you know, stuck in that meeting or or whatever it is. I, I've I've got that piece carved out. So I respond much faster. Uh, I look yeah. at that collateral that's in there. It's pretty easy to make up my mind what I need to do, and then there's an option for the stuff that. I don't need to do today, but now I've, I've committed to the follow-up and I'm going to book an exit schedule at the pickup. Right? And so, yeah. so these types of process changes, you know, is kind of a sea change to the way a service riders used to operate in the front counter and being the captain of that ship. And I'm afraid I'm giving up control of that, but really you're not. All you're doing is Cloning yourself multiple times and allowing you to have that conversation and that experience digitally with multiple people at once. And if you can embrace that, boy, do you reap the benefits.
1: Well, it's just cleaner too. And I I think it helps get. So let me ask you this. And and I I was about to make a point, but I actually think I've got a question out of it, which is how do you get everybody on the same page in terms of, say, what a proper inspection should be right so maybe a tech says hey i'm going to tell you everything that's wrong with that car or they skimp and they don't you know they, they're just like I don't, I don't want to do this damn inspection get it out of my way uh and then you've got the service writer who might be the opposite and is maybe you know scared of telling a customer that they have all this stuff wrong with their car or uh you know whatever it is how do you i mean is it a, a consistent a consistent a consistency thing if i can say it consistency thing where you're talking to them constantly about how how to do an inspection you know because I think fundamentally even from the start how you do that inspection is so important as as far as making sure everybody understands what a good inspection is and how you sell that good inspection right so I, I mean is there a core level to that piece there too
0: yeah definitely you know and and you know you hit the nail on the head right is because it starts at the top And, you know, the successful shops are going to come in and they're going to, they're going to have, you know, and it really, it's reinforced through that team meeting. And then of course, just like on a football team, right. It's reinforced in the huddle also, right. Because, you know, your peers are going to hold you accountable if we're bought in. And so, you know, matter of fact, I've got some great episodes. I, I, I got the, I've dubbed him the king of culture, Russ Crosby, great operator out of uh, Clinton, New Jersey. And. And, and, you know, he's, he's a guy, matter of fact, one of my episodes, we talk about his book club, right? He implemented a book club in love that his staff, right? You think, well, you know, it kind of reminded me back when, you know, I think it was the Cowboys or the Niners or one of them started doing ballet lessons as part of their training way back, you know, maybe in the nineties I'm kind of date myself, but I guess I wear it on my face. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, and it's uh, kind of the same way, you know, ballet, football. Well, you know what? creativity and, uh, um, you know, comprehension and, 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 and critical thinking is you know, to be, yeah. be amazed at how far it takes your business. Well, what does that mean? So what that means though, is that you've got an, a culture where the techs and the service writers and every single component of that business feels bought in and a member and part of that operation. So we're going to go to a team meeting where say, we're going to do digital inspections. And here's all the reasons why. Here's the challenges we're going to face, but here's the benefits that, that we we're going to achieve. Okay. We're going to do this. Well, once I've done that part, then I, you know, I mean, I guess I can complain, but we vote, you know, you, and, and I'm not saying, you know, you run your shop in a democracy and a lot of shop owners are going to go in there and go, we're doing digital inspections. We're starting tomorrow and, you know, you don't like, there's the door. It right. goes to your own, but, you know, you attract more uh, uh, ants with honey, I guess. Right. So. So from there, yes. You know, we've done some technology things, right? We've got built-in guidance. We've got what we call guided inspections now to where it literally, I mean, you know, it's almost like the point of sale at a McDonald's. You you can just, and I'm not trying to say it's it's idiot. You know, we've dumbed it down because we think that the technicians aren't capable. It's- it's a process. It's a process. And so in the techs need to develop that process. So in that team meeting- when the the technicians know inspections, they know which side of the vehicle to start on and what order of things to inspect and how that flow should go. So they give that feedback and that's how we, um, you know, set up the inspection sheet, right? We set it up to the technician's best practice. At the counter, well, gosh, the riders know, you know, how to, source and how to time things and how to dispatch and how to communicate to the customer. And so the workflow management and the dispatching and the customer communications and the messaging and the preparation, the publishing of that digital inspection, well, those guys are the best ones there to give you the insights and to have their input. And so we communicate that in, this, in the team meeting and the service advisors have that piece. And then we set it up that way right? The shop owner knows what metrics are most important to the health and success of that business. The shop owner knows what uh, marketing campaigns and big goals, revenue and expansion goals are going to be best for that business so that he can grow that that base, right? Add more techs, add more riders, add more uh, space or expand their business. And so that owner is going to set up the dashboard and the KPI reporting and set the goals for the individual, you know, players, stakeholders in there and drive the, the training and, and adoption of, of the program. And when you have those kind of dynamics all working together right there, and then a regular weekly team meeting to reinforce and to hash stuff out, stand back, buddy. Uh, Sky's yeah. Olympic because they get after it. They get after
1: it. I love it. So I want to expand on that piece even a little bit more and the way that I'm going to ask this question is a little bit different, right? So say we take the technology piece out of it, right? So just you 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 go into a paper driven shop that you I'm sure you're familiar with as you go in and and you're you're selling them your products and going in from that direction. Are there common things that you see that maybe even just technology doesn't fix or like something that you go in and is a common thing that a, a shop manager misses or a tech misses that could be a really, really easy way for them to clean up, you know, even without any technology or adding any tool or anything like that, where they could, they could really implement something that would help improve the, that relationship between the, the writer and the, and the tech. Does oh, that make yeah. sense? Oh, hundred percent.
0: And, and, you know, all digital best practices are best practices for a, for a paper-based shop as well. The difference is you still got the one gang of guys in a rope pulling the, pulling the big giant boulder and I'm over here in an excavator or whatever, you know, I got to, got can, you know? And so that's the difference, but yeah, I mean, there's so many, uh, right? Is, is how do I set up the, the customer for the visit, right? What information am I pre-communicating? Because I got to tell you, you know, not to keep plugging this but if i'm able to get the video and the pictures in an email in a in an appointment confirmation text to a customer and i say well hey gosh remember this picture this blasted out tie rod in here what do you want to do about it replace it gosh i forgot all about that Replace. well guess what parts are on the shelf when i get there and so now can you do that in a paper shop yeah you got to have a list of folks to call you got to have your records you got to bring up you know Maybe you're taking some pictures so that you, know, you have some reinforcement there um, and it's a story for the service rider to talk about when he gets that customer on the phone. But I can pre sell work at the drop, right? Yeah. Uh, exit scheduling. I mean, I, 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 I've gotten into discussions where people are arguing with me that exit scheduling is a bad idea. I'm just like, what are you crazy? <laughs> what? There's
1: nothing to argue. There's nothing <laughs> to argue about.
0: You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> and, and, it was like, and it's almost when you really get down to it and you boil it down, it's almost like I just don't wanna bother them or feel like I'm selling them something. You know, It's the same excuse that you'd get. Why didn't you capture the email? Why didn't you get the text message opt in? You know it feels feels salesy well they, they, if, if you got an attitude that the exit schedule feels salesy, the you know, wrong you know, sell mattresses I think those are good for like twelve fifteen years at a time seen for a while you know what I mean so, you know, sell refrigerators but um but you know and so and so with of course with the technology it becomes really simple because you know it's three hundred percent rule right Jake is i'm gonna you know i'm gonna uh, estimate hundred percent of the items found. I'm going to communicate them hundred percent of the time. And, and so when I do that, but I do that backed up with the pictures and the videos and then, and then they say, Oh, okay, well, here's what I got to get today. And here's, you know, what it's going to cost me, but I have time to budget. I have time to make up the money or, or get the, you know, solution transportation, cover child, whatever, and then come back. Well, it in. Instead of it becoming a sale, it's not a sale at all. It's just the next step, right? And if you think about it, a lot of this stuff is so taken for granted. See, that's why we really try to emulate customer behavior online. If somebody sends you a thing and it says, update your software, you're like, update my software. You know, the dentist tells you, yeah, you're, or the doctor tells you, yeah, you're coming back to get, you know, this, this invasive uh, testing done next Tuesday. Burr, you stand at the front counter and you book for next Tuesday and you tell your boss you ain't going to make it into work. It's not even a question, but why is there a question from from the exit schedule? There's not. You need more stuff done. You're not getting it done today. How's next Tuesday sound, right? And, and so, yes, you can do that in a paper shop. Is it much more convenient and transparent and kind of uh, more aligned with, with customer behavior online? If you use the technology, of course. Yeah, You can do that. There's nothing holding you back. And, and then I would have to say the third thing is, you know, is really, um, you know, and you got to probably do this through hiring somebody, but, you know, um, more effective workflow management and scheduling of tasks, right? That's one mm. of the biggest time killers. And think about this, you know, after you listen to this show, count how many times you walk out into the base today if you're not on some workflow management program. How many times you go out and talk to a tech and interrupt him while he's under a hood. Count it and do, do, do time it, time it, then multiply it. How many days in a week? How many days in a month? You'd be stunned at how much money is going out the back door every time you do that. And then start thinking about some of those comebacks right? Oh man, we forgot to tighten that down. Did I talk? Oh yeah, I did talk to that guy right in the middle when he was tightening down, that oil pan, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Oops.
1: <laughs> it, text fault a, all the time. Good, not the text fault. Oh man. No. And that's such a good point because I, and I'm notorious for this, that if I'm focused on something and somebody comes and like they'll knock on my office door and they, they come in and they talk, I think there's a, I forget what the study said, how long it takes you to get back on track, whatever that is. I'm double that. Like I, I because then a phone, like I'll take a phone call. Then like two and a half hours later, I forgot what I was <laughs> doing in the first place. I cannot imagine from a text point of view, how annoying that is. Right? Like, Hey, did you add this bolt uh, to this work order here? Uh, you know, like I've moved on. I'm on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, I, right there. Uh, that I could show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think that's that's a really really good point. I mean, the the less inter, interference you can have with the tech, the more they can stay focused. And you know, the the great techs, I think they love to just be focused on what they're doing, and and uh not having you know a service writer going and asking them questions that a customer has every ten seconds, and you know, it just it is uh, it gets irritating. I, I and I still see that in shops all the time where the service writers out in the bays and or service manager or general manager and it's a little difficult from a management standpoint because in a lot of the stuff that we do, we talk about managing by walking around and going and talking and making sure you have a good relationship with your tech. So it's almost there's a there's a fine line there between like just annoying them and then actually growing a relationship with them.
0: Well, of course, but, and, and that, and that's a healthy and effective uh, communication, right? I'm not out there interrupting you to ask you some question that you've answered 40 times. And that's just frustrating to anybody. No, then you're coming by and you're, you know, you're, 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 you're checking on me and it's uh you know, and, 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 and that adds to my motivation and my worth as a, as an employee, you're listening to me instead of just demanding yeah. an answer and then rush off to, you know, tell the customer who's on hold, you know, and that's it, it. Oh, yeah. The boss came by today. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to well, blame me for <laughs> something. You know, I, think, I think I'm about to get blamed <laughs> for something. <laughs>
1: you know well, I, mean? think, I think it's funny because that when you're, when you're doing the walk around as a manager, you can kind of pick and choose your spots too. You don't have to go talk to somebody where some, if somebody has got somebody on the phone and you go out and there's a tech that's got a, a car up on the lift and he's taking a tranny out and has a tranny jack up to it. And he's right in the middle of it. And they're asking a question. It's not great timing. And they're, you're probably going to make that tech mad. Uh, <laughs> and I, I see it all the time still, like where they'll, they'll talk, they'll start talking and you're like, I'm lifting something extremely heavy right now. And the last thing I want to do is answer this question. Yeah. This has that look on his face. Like,
0: mm, yeah, mm-hmm, I'm really, <laughs> I have to respect you, but boy, you know, and then you just get branded. You're the instant idiot. You know, you just have, you know, I was in the military. I was in the Navy and there's thousands of guys like that walking around. You know, you can tell they got the press clean or not. never had a wrinkle or a dirt stain on their uniform or what is that? that well, this is an open end wrench sir. Let me uh, sit you down and give you the history of how the wrench was invented. You know, and it's just like, come on, buddy. Can't you see I'm holding back this high pressure steam right here?
1: <laughs> it's just like Butter bars, you know, but uh, yeah, everybody. Oh, that knowing knowing your audience too, right? Like when you're when you're talking to that person and and trying to, I I don't know, you it it is funny to me how much of a disconnect there is at times between techs and everybody else, right? And and I think it's because of that kind of stuff where it's like just common sense would tell you don't come bother somebody in their work area when they're trying to get something done, and they're, or you know I don't think people put as much value into like the critical thinking that a tech has to go through as, as like, unless they're in a lot of independent shops, most times they were a tech that, you know, took over a shop or whatever. So they understand how hard it is to think through things, but I've noticed, and we work with dealerships, we work with, you know, kind of a full spread of of shops where if somebody doesn't have that background, they might not have the, the respect level for how hard that job is. And I think that's, you know, understanding that and and really talking to these guys to say, okay, you know, what are you going through here? And, and this is where I love your, your, your approach of attacking the process, attacking, you know, the ways that we can make the flow, the workflow of the shop just better, right? I think that helps everything move better.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and being able to set transparent goals, right. That's the other key because then oh, yeah. I don't really have to go out there and browbeat you uh, daily or, you know, whenever, right. Is, is I can look at metrics and I can say, well, you know, he needs to be at a, you know, 95% inspection rate. Let's just say, uh, you know, last we had a one-on-one, he was at 80. Well, yeah, he's at 85 today. I don't need to go ask right. him about it. I, I can just observe through the metrics. If he's above it, well, guess what? Then the meeting that I get to have is a very positive meeting about, you know, how do I, A, reward and, and, and acknowledge, but now how do we raise that bar and how do we get to the next step, right? And then yeah. that's exactly how you start doing things that you thought were never capable of right how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time and once one you bite that when you look down well the elephant's done at you know and that's how we got to the moon <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> I shot it up above the trees first <laughs> then you know <laughs> then I went for a cloud you know and and so if we can if we can do that right if we can do that effectively in our shop um through that regular feedback well gosh that empowers me excites me I'm looking forward to that next achievement you know and uh, not the next kind of you know come over here and tell me how you know I stink Uh, you know I gotta do better I got to work harder Uh, that type of I think that that type of transparency it goes so much farther than than beyond just an operational benefit it really is uh, gives you the tools to develop a a winning culture uh, and then just don't just don't screw it up
1: (laughs) well and I I, (laughs) We're, you and I are very similar in that regard, right? Like I think the transparency thing and and just being open and honest with your teams and and trying to help get kind of everybody on the like rowing in the same direction, right? It's it's a it's a hard job to do, especially when you're dealing with different personalities. And a lot of times, a a writer can have a drastically different personality than a than a technician, and they they can clash, right? And so I, I think the more tools uh, such as AutoVitals that we can put into place to help kind of uh, bridge that gap and make them more relatable, more just uh, you know together on their message. It, one, it, I, it makes them happier, but then two, your end result to a customer is just drastically better. Like there's, there's it, you can feel that tension when there's not a, a great relationship between the, the shop and the front office. And so if you're able to bridge that together, I think what you guys are doing at Auto Vitals helps do that um, and and uh, respect the heck out of what you guys are doing. So that's uh, I, I love what you guys are doing. Love talking to you, Tom. We're running up on our hour here. But yeah, sure, buddy. Um, I, I just uh, I wanted to say thank you for being on the podcast and, you, uh, and joining me. You had me cracking up for like half of it. So that's uh, that's a good thing. I would really appreciate it. So how do how do people get in touch with you, Tom?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, You can check us out online, uh, autovitals.com forward slash radio. Uh, You can see our uh, podcast episodes, uh, you know, give us ideas for a show. And, you know, if you want to come on the show, give me a compelling reason why. And I'd love to have you on. Uh, Not you, Jay, because you are coming on, (laughs) regardless i'll stalk you if i have to and then <laughs> and then of course uh, you can go on facebook and just just search for digital shop talk forum or, Di- or auto vitals you know you'll see our um our uh facebook form and join it you know we're, we're like i said we're gonna ask you what shop you work at and what do you do and a couple little questions make sure that you know you're not uh, uh representing the chinese Communist party trying to steal our secrets <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But uh, other, th- other than that, you know, uh, get in there. Uh, the price of admission is zero and you're pretty, you're looking pretty silly if you're not a member of it right now, because there's a ton of value for that $0 uh, admission. Um, but yeah, that's how you can get a hold of us. And then our show is Wednesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, um, you know, every week. And uh, yeah. We like to, you know, we like to keep it loose and fast and we get, uh, you know, but also really make it highly educational for folks that are looking to make some pretty dynamic changes in, in the way they operate their business. So uh, I, I love we it. Have fun.
1: We have fun. And it's been a blast, buddy. We'll definitely uh, have you back on. Uh, uh, you know, I, I love talking to you. We, we share a lot of passion about the same things in terms of this industry. And uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm lucky because I get to pick smart guys brains like you uh, every time we do this podcast and i learn something every time so truly appreciate it and uh, and and thank you so much for coming on of course buddy thanks for having me it was fun
0: thank you